Hello everybody and uh, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, depending on your time zone wherever you are. I welcome you to uh, this Wednesday's Bible study. Alright, I believe that you must have been following from part one up to this moment. And peradventure you've not been following. It's another opportunity for you to join in today and go back on this same page. You would see uh, the beginning from part one jesus is king is the title there are other messages also but on this one jesus is king and as we know we are in the season of christmas where we celebrate the birth of our lord jesus christ how is he king you know there are different things but in this teaching you get clarity better and i can assure you that today you are set for another mind-blowing experience with our reverend reverend banji oladipo but as we start I want us to open our mouth and begin to worship the name of the Lord wherever we are. Just thank Him that God will thank you even for sending your Son who is now King and we are part of the people that are in His Kingdom. So wherever you are right now, wherever you are, I want you to open your mouth and begin to worship the name of the Lord. Just close your eyes and say, Father, I thank you for the great privilege given unto me even to be among those that is ruling with you because we are ruling with Christ even though we are here on earth. The Bible said as he is so are we in this world. So open your mouth and just begin to worship the name of the Lord for the privilege given unto us even to be as he is in this world. Father, we worship you, we give you praise. We thank you, we adore you, Lord. Daddy, we bless your holy name, we thank you. We adore you, we give you glory, we give you praise. For the gift of your son, we're celebrating Christmas this moment. Christmas all over the world, irrespective of the nation. Even the Islamic nations, we will see decoration of Christmas. That is to show you how great and mighty our God is. Jesus is King. And here we are to celebrate. So just open your mouth and begin to worship the name of the Lord. Father, I worship you. Say, Father, I bless your holy name. I give you praise. I thank you. I adore you. You are the God of all the earth. You are the King of kings. We worship your holy name. Blessed be unto your holy name. I know some people uh, will be thinking a lot of things that happened from the beginning of this year. You know, the pandemic, if you are in this part of the world, Nigeria, we are after the pandemic, the first phase of the lockdown, we still have NSAS protest. And here we are still standing. It is only God. It can only be God. So just open your mouth and begin to worship the name of the Lord. Say, Father, I worship you. I bless your holy name. Blessed be your holy name forevermore, Lord. I thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for my family. Thank you because you are God in my life. Thank you because you are God in my family. I give you praise. I give you glory. Lord, blessed be unto your holy name, that we worship you this moment. We adore you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We lift up our hands wherever you are. Just lift up your hands and say, Father, I thank you. Say, Father, I worship your holy name. Blessed be unto your holy name forevermore, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you. We adore you, Lord. Be thou exalted, everlasting Father, that we worship you. We thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for divine protection. Thank you for provision. That we worship your holy name. We bless you, Lord, because despite everything that happened that you still secure us you have been guiding us you've been protecting us you've been providing for us we give you praise lord we thank you everlasting father take all glory lord we bless you lord thank you everlasting father for in jesus name we are afraid Right now, I want us to open our mouth and begin to declare that, Father, as I'm here to listen to your word this moment, say, I receive light and I receive life in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I've come here to listen to your word, as I've come here to, to, to study, to learn under your, beside, under your feet, uh, by your feet, Daddy, I receive light and I receive light in the name of Jesus. Just open your mouth and begin to decree. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we have come to learn at your feet, Daddy, we receive light light in the name of Jesus. We receive light in the name of Jesus. The Bible said your word is a light unto our feet and lamp unto our path. That in the name of Jesus we receive light and receive light. In the name of Jesus we receive life. We receive life in the name of Jesus. Wherever it is in our life that there is darkness, that darkness is dominating in the name of Jesus, your word bring forth light into it. In the name of Jesus we receive light in the name of Jesus. And whatever dead things in our life that are supposed to be alive, that we receive life for them in the name of Jesus. As we are here to learn at your feet, that in the name of Jesus we receive light and we receive life in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, that we pray, we decree that our lives, our eyes of understanding is enlightened in the name of Jesus. Even as we learn at your feet this moment, in the name of Jesus, the light of your our light, eyes of understanding will be enlightened. It will be flooded with light in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are right now, I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray in other tongues. Begin to pray in other tongues and begin to prepare yourself for the message you are about to hear today. Just begin to speak in other tongues as we have come. Light and life will come unto us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we receive light, we receive life from your word in the name of Jesus. Masoko paleka reka delegadele. Lika rosa tolo gadabosha pa la carota namozu caprega de legadia la gadabosha rica tolo gadaboso caprega de in the name of Jesus I receive life and I receive light from your word this moment in the name of Jesus maloko sotana mosha prega de le riota namopa catala gadabosha pre loria da gadabosha pala gadili zomosa catalada la roca tonamoza pre lico rosa tona gabosha capra catala gadia la gadaboso maragadili carrozotala gadabosha caprega Leria, Le Rocco Pata, Malagadia, Lele Gadegade, Repo Shoko Palega, Nenemosoka, Pregadana Gadia, Lagaboso, Maragadia, Legadaboshaka, Palagadabosa Gadalagade, in the name of Jesus. We receive light, we receive life from your word in the name of Jesus. Masoka Pregadale Gadia, Legadagadabosha, wherever you are, lift up your hands, lift up your hands, I'm going to worship the name of the Lord because He has heard you. And today we will receive fresh understanding from His word, fresh light in the name of Jesus. Thank you everlasting Father. We worship your holy name. We thank you for this moment. Blessed be unto your holy name forevermore Lord. Thank you for the light and the life your word will bring to us this moment. We adore your holy name Lord. Blessed be unto your holy name everlasting Father. For in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Good evening once again. You're welcome to What Wonder. It's the Bible study of Love's Domain Family Assembly. I believe that you enjoyed that prayer session with Pastor Kunle Adeleke, the resident pastor of our Lagos Church. Um, I mean, I prayed and I know that because my God is alive, he has heard every single word of our prayers. Uh, once more, I'd like us to just bow our heads in a few moments as we pray before we go into the study of God's word. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We adore you because you alone are God. We thank you for another time in your presence. It's been, it's always a great time whenever we gather together uh, in your presence. We may not be gathered physically, but because we know that there's no distance in the realm of the spirit, we know that, Lord, you are amongst us. On whatever channel people are listening to this, on our YouTube channel, on the Anchor uh, channel, that's our podcast, I know that you are here with us and i know that wherever you are there is power that is going to be made available light is going to be made available wherever you are and that's why i know that people's lives will not remain the same again after tonight's meeting their lives will be changed their finances will be changed their marriage will be changed things about them will be transformed by the power of your word and i know i have the assurance that the works of darkness and the hand of the wicked one is going to be moved back from off of our life as we listen to your word tonight i know that illumination will come our eyes of understanding will be enlightened and i know that every dark area of our life will be illuminated by the power of your word and i also know i have the assurance that if there's anything that seems or appears dead around us life is going to be given to it tonight as a result of your word lord we bless you we adore you take all the glory take all the honor tonight as we sit around your word let our eyes of understanding be enlightened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Glory to God. 
Once more, I want to welcome us to the Bible study of Love's Domain Family Assembly. It's been a wonderful time and a wonderful month um, since the beginning of December uh, when we started this particular teaching. Jesus is King. I mean, it's been awesome. It's been glorious. If you were in church with us uh, on Sunday, I learned that our Korea Church and our college church, they joined in uh, for the service on Sunday. My God, uh, we got the feedback. It was an amazing time for each and every person that was in service, both physically and our online audience so once more tonight is going to be a wonderful journey we're going to take that ride and i'm sure and i'm assuring you that you are going to be blessed glory to god hallelujah amen um all right let's go into our study like i always like to do i like to do a recap then we move on uh from the recap because uh one thing is important to me as a teacher of god's word is that at every point in time i want to ensure that everybody's carried along i don't want to leave anybody behind even if you're joining for the first time i don't want to leave you behind i don't want you to be caught up in the middle of the teaching and you're wondering uh where are they coming from why are they here and where are they really going so i always love to do uh the recap glory to god now we started this teaching jesus is king from the book of revelations chapter 19 verse 11 uh, verse 10 and i'm going to read it to us again he said then i fell down at his feet to worship him but he said no don't worship me i am a servant of god just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in jesus he said worship only god for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for jesus oh my god nlt again praise god i love this now, we've been reading from the King James. The King James said, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what the King James says. Now, I gave us a little background of this particular experience. It was the experience of John on the island of Patmos while he was banished there. It was an encounter with an angel. And when he saw the magnificence of the angel, he fell down at his feet and wanted to start worshipping. And because angels knew their place in the kingdom of god they told john not to worship him no i mean the angel said to john not to worship him that only god deserves to be worshipped glory to god then i love oh my god nlt i think i'm going to begin to read more of nlt these days praise god you know from the king james he now said that the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy but look at the way he put it in the nlt he said for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for jesus did you see that and you see it's interesting to know that right from the beginning of this teaching i've been trying to find the right words to use to explain this particular scripture that the importance of prophecy that the testimony of jesus becomes real becomes solid as a result of the prophecies that were spoken about him and he, when he came into time he lived them out with accuracy and with precision. But I love the way the NLT puts it. He said, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. So all the things that were spoken about Jesus, the, all the words of prophecy, were to give a clear witness, to testify of the, the solidity, the solidness, uh, the the reality of Jesus. Glory to God. And we started, we moved from this particular point. We moved to the book of Isaiah. I, I remember I talked about how the whole of the Old Testament was talking about Jesus. I remember I showed us how Jesus appeared in Genesis. When men fell, God said that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. Now the seed of the woman that he's talking about, he was talking about Jesus. When God spoke to Abraham and he said that your seed, that I'm going to bless you and your seed, the Bible was talking about, the Bible was not really talking about Isaac. The Bible was talking about Jesus. Because that was made clear to us later on in the book of Galatians that the word seed was used and not seeds as of many. But it was seed 
that was being talked about, which was referring to Christ. And Christ, Jesus is Christ. Jesus is the anointed one. Glory to God. And by the way, let me make us laugh a little. You know, somebody came and said, what's the surname of Jesus? And the person said, Christ. Praise God. And you know, <laughs> but you know, because we always got to say, oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, praise God. You know, some people feel that Christ is his surname. Praise God, that's not his surname. If Jesus will ever have a surname, it probably will have been Joseph. Joseph, I mean Jesus Joseph. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Christ is not the surname. Christ is the office in which he occupies. Christ means the anointed one. So when you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus, the anointed one. Glory to God. That's what you're saying. Praise God. So we saw how Jesus appeared in Genesis. We saw how Jesus appeared in the book of Leviticus as the ram that people lay their hands upon. They confess their sins and they take the lamb out of the city and they crucify the lamb. Praise God. Because that was exactly what happened to Jesus. Jesus was led out of the city to Golgotha to be crucified and all the sins of humanity was laid on him while he died. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And remember the book of Leviticus. It was said to the people that when they are bringing the lamb for the sacrifice, it should be a lamb that is without blemish, that is spotless. Now, don't forget that Jesus was sinless. Glory to God. So, it was a spotless lamb. That was the sins of the world was laid on him and he was led out of the city to be crucified. And I showed up how Jesus appeared in the book of Jonah, how the whole of the story of the book of Jonah was about Jesus, the story of Hosea and Goma. I mean, we can go on and on and on on and on you will find jesus appearing in every book of the bible glory to god even in the sons of solomon he was there glory to god so every book of the bible talks about jesus now i love the way the nlt puts it again in revelations 19 verse 10 the last part he said for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for jesus then we went to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, uh, which is where I, I want us to go to tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Isaiah, chapter 9, uh, verse 6. Um, that was where, we, where I, I took us to. Then on Sunday, we read uh, Isaiah, chapter 53. Now, one of the reasons why I'm going through the book of Isaiah is because out of all of the prophets of the old, or prophets of old, Isaiah was the main prophet, was a major prophet that spoke more about Jesus than any other prophet. I mean, he spoke more about Jesus than any, than any other prophet. Every single one of them spoke about Jesus. But when you listen to the prophecies of Isaiah, and you pay attention to it, you will find that, that he talked about he talked about the Messiah more than any of the other prophets. I'm telling you the truth. Glory to God. He spoke more. He spoke about his birth. He spoke about his crucifixion. He spoke about his, his... Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, I'm trying to show you all of this because of what was said in the book of Revelation that the, 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 that the, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That the prophecy, the essence of prophecy, is to give a clear witness. A clear witness of Jesus. A clear witness. Now, I reminded us that when you read the book of the prophets, which were written probably thousands of years before Jesus eventually came, I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. How men will stand and they will speak of things that are going to be happening in the future and yet when that time comes those things begin to unfold and men that live in that particular time begin to see all the things that were spoken about begin to unfold right before their very eyes exactly the way it was being said now what the book of revelation is saying is that that's already in its own gives so much credence give so much power give so much witness to the person of jesus are you following me tonight it gives so much credence it gives so much power to the person of jesus now in isaiah chapter 9 
uh, for example, when we begin to read uh, from verse 6, it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son has been given. I remember I told us that when Isaiah began to speak those words, at his time, I'm sure that if people were around him, they would probably be wondering, what child is he talking about? What son is he talking about? They'll probably ask their neighbor, did you give birth in your house? Is your wife pregnant? Glory to God. But Isaiah was not talking about his time. Isaiah was talking about events that are going to happen thousands of years after. Glory to God. Unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. He said the government will rest upon his shoulders. And he will be called the wonderful counselor. Oh my God. This coming Sunday. We're having our carol service. Where we're going to be celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't understand what Isaiah was saying. Huh? That unto us a child is born. Unto us a son has been given. I love the way they put it in the book of Matthew. Huh? That there were shepherds in the field. The shepherds were there in the field. They were tending their sheep. Then all of a sudden the heavens popped open. Huh? And they saw the angels of God descending and ascending. They were going up and down. They were rejoicing. They were praising God. They were shouting hallelujah unto God. Why? Because that child that the prophet Isaiah talked about was now being born. Was now being given. Glory to God. That child is being born. That child was being given. And the angels rejoiced all over. The angels celebrated. They were glad. They were glad that eventually that word of prophecy that had been given was now being fulfilled before their very eyes. Glory to God. Now he says, it will be called the name of this child, the name of this son will be called the wonderful counselor. And I told us who a counselor is. A counselor advises you a counselor tells you which way to go a counselor tells you the best way to go glory to god in other words if the name if one of the name of this son is wonderful counselor what that simply means is this because if he is with me if he is in me if i am in him what it simply means is that at no point in time can i ever be lost Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. He's called a wonderful counselor. That means at every point in time, he's there to counsel me. In other words, my steps are going to be ordered by him. The Bible says that the steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man, they are ordered by the Lord. Now I begin to see the reason why. Why? Because we have a wonderful counselor. Somebody who will always be there for us. Somebody who will always stand for us. Somebody who always advises or counsels us or teaches us the way to go show us the truth about life show us the truth about every area of life he's called the wonderful counselor glory to god and the second name that isaiah said that this child is going to be he said he's going to be called the mighty god the mighty god now i don't know if i can spend a little time here uh, to examine this particular name mighty god and I remember I did this also last week uh, during the midweek service that was uploaded to, the, to our YouTube channel just like this also uh, is being uploaded for your viewing on YouTube. The mighty God. I explained to us the doctrine of Trinity. That there are a lot of people, I mean Christians, even in the Christian fold, who don't believe in the doctrine of Trinity. They argue about the doctrine of Trinity. How can Jesus be the Son? At the same time, how can He be God? How can the Holy Spirit be God? And all of that. And I remember I showed us in that service. If you didn't watch it, you can go back on our YouTube channel. You will find it there so that you can watch it and follow it. I explained to us when Paul was talking in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 18, that great is the mystery of godliness, that God will be made manifest in the flesh. So, it's a great mystery. And I told us, mystery is not something that you look at on the surface and you understand. 
It's not something that you look at on the surface. It's not, it's not something that is shallow. Glory to God. And I, I know I did a lot of explanation on the word mystery in that particular service. So you can go back and check it out. But Isaiah is saying here that one of the name of this child is going to be the mighty God. I mean, they're going to call him the mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I can show you several scriptures to justify or to make you see what it means that Jesus really is God in human flesh. When you read John chapter 1 verse 1, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word itself was God. In other words, the word that was in the beginning, the word that was with God, that word was God in itself. Then he said the same was in the beginning with God. That's in verse 2 of John chapter 1. The same was in the beginning with God. Then in verse 3, he says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That means outside of the spoken word, nothing will have come into existence. You can imagine God showing up in Genesis chapter 1, which was the beginning of all creation. And God showed up and he saw the darkness, he saw the shambles, he saw waters covering the face of the deep. And God did not open his mouth to speak. I can tell you that nothing will have happened on that very day. Right from verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, God began to speak. Let there be light and there was light. Let the, let the dry land appear. Let the waters gather. And as God began to speak, things began to happen. So if you look at Genesis chapter 1, and the testimony of John, you will find out that they correlate together that truly in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and that that word was God, and that without that word, nothing that is in existence right now will have ever come into existence. Because if God kept quiet, nothing will have happened in Genesis chapter 1. But God spoke. Then in verse 14 of that John chapter 1, he now said, and that word became flesh. Oh my God. That word that was with God. That word that was with God in the beginning. That word that was God in itself now became flesh. I know for people who argue against the doctrine of Trinity, they will probably still not see this. Praise God. Because they try to use their human mind to understand this mystery. And Paul calls it a great mystery. You know, it's interesting to know that Paul used the word great. He didn't just say, this is a mystery. He said, great is the mystery of godliness. That means this mystery is, is if I will use my own word, is way out of this world. It's not something you can just look at on the surface and you understand it. And Isaiah talked about it. Thousands of years before, eventually, the fulfillment of that prophecy came to pass. He said, one of the name of this child, of this son that is given unto her, is going to be the mighty God. Oh, can I show you a great mystery this evening? That every time you call on Jesus, you're not just calling on Jesus, if you understand what I'm talking about. You are calling on God. Are you following me tonight? That's why when you pray in the name of Jesus, what you're doing is you are bringing God into the matter. You are saying God intervene in this matter. And when you bring God into the matter, there's a bow to be a chain. There's bow to be a chain. Oh, I feel like speaking over your life tonight. Everyone that is listening, hearing me, whatever channel you are, you're listening to me on on a, on the mix on a, on a podcast. You're watching on YouTube tonight. I speak over your life that everything that needs to change in the name of Jesus, let the change begin to take place right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you desire is coming to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, can I say that one more time? That whatever you desire is coming to you in the name of Jesus. For when you call the name of Jesus, you are saying, God, come into this matter. No wonder Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name shall be done. It shall be done. The mighty God. Then he went further again. 
He said, one of the names is what? Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Now, can you see this? He's a son. And at the same time, he's also the everlasting Father. Can you see that even from the time of the prophet Isaiah, the great mystery is already being encoded. Oh, you don't get what I'm talking about. That great mystery, which Paul later was talking about, was already being encoded, even from the prophecy of Isaiah. He's going to be called the mighty God. He's also going to be called the everlasting father. Oh, I thought Isaiah called him a son earlier. I thought he called him a child earlier. How come he's also the everlasting father? Can you see the mysteries being revealed? Glory to God. Then he went further. He calls him the prince of peace. The prince of peace. Oh my God. What a peace we know when we come to know Jesus. What level of peace we come to know when we know the person of Jesus. Oh, Jesus is the assurance of our salvation. Oh, did you hear what I just said? Jesus is the assurance of our salvation. Now, I don't know about those of you who think that our salvation is like DSTV subscription that you go to subscribe for on a monthly basis. Glory to God. You know, you know how the DSTV operates. You put it on, then all of a sudden, the channels are scrambled one by one, one by one. Then you know, we have to go and pay again. Glory to God. Our salvation is not like that. The Bible says that Jesus is able to save to the uttermost. Those that come to him, he's able to save to the uttermost. That means he will save you. No matter, oh my God, I don't know how, how best to you explain that word uttermost. That means no matter how far, he's able to save you how far. Let me use it like that. Glory to God. Our salvation is not, you know, monthly subscription or daily subscription. We are saved by his blood. We are saved by his blood. We have eternal life in us. That's what God has given to us. He has given us eternal life. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in it shall not perish but have eternal life. And I can tell you eternal life is not my life. Eternal life is not temporary life. Eternal life, oh my God, eternal life is not even permanent life. Did you hear what I just said? He didn't use permanent life. He said eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. You have it forever. You have it forever. Glory to God. And that alone brings a certain level of peace upon our souls. Glory to God. I tell people that when rapture is being talked about, and it's being talked about in the right context, rapture is supposed to bring peace to the believer. It's not supposed to be something that is scary to the believer. The believer is not supposed to be scared of rapture. The believer is not supposed to be the one thinking, am I going to go or not? Am I going to go? I told us one time, you know, the only one teacher, I think I was still in Akure then, how a Christian brother came to me and was telling me that his pastor's wife was asking him that are we so sure that it's Christians that are going to heaven and it's not the Muslims or the Buddhists or this. <laughs> and I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Your, your pastor's wife said that to you? Then what are you, what Bible are you guys reading? Praise God. Because I was shocked. I was amazed. How a pastor's wife could be asking such a question when it's so clear in the Bible that when you believe in Jesus, you are saved. And when you do not believe in the Son of the living God, you are condemned already. So, what guarantees my salvation, your salvation, is that we believe in Jesus. Glory to God. So, the story of rapture, or the message of rapture, is not one that is supposed to scare us and make us feel like, oh, maybe we are not the one that will go. Maybe somebody else. Maybe it is this. Maybe it's supposed to bring peace to us. Because listen to me, when rapture takes place, that place that you and I are going, the Bible says there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more weeping. It's going to be joy. We're going to have joy. We're going to experience peace. We're going to praise God all day long. And we are never going to be tired. There will be no sorrow. There will be no mourning in that place. It's going to be, oh my, do you understand what I'm talking about? He is the Prince of Peace. And one of the statements that Jesus made while he was here, he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. 
In other words, the kind of peace that Jesus gives is not the kind that the world gives. I told us the world talks about peace when there is peace. Oh, shall I say that again? The world talks about peace when there is peace. That's what happens. But in the kingdom where we are, we talk about peace when there is peace. And we talk about peace even when there is no peace. Oh, do you get what I'm talking about? Because in the midst of fire, we have that assurance that we are not going to be burned. In the midst of the waters, we have the assurance that the waters will not overflow us because that's the promise he left us in his word. Isaiah chapter 43, that when you go through the fire, the fire will not burn you. When you go through the waters, the waters will not overflow you. That's the promise he left in his word. So it means no matter what I go through, as long as Jesus is with me, there's a certain level of peace that I have. I'm not disturbed about my situation. I'm not disturbed about my circumstances. Oh my, you know, it's interesting that a lot of times, other people are the ones that are disturbed about your situation, but you yourself, you are not disturbed because of the level of peace that you have within. That the ones wondering, ha, huh, how will you do it? How? Hey, when will this one happen? Ha, huh, when will you enter school? Hey, when will you have money? Hey, when will you get a job? Ha, huh, when will this one happen? Hey, they are, they are so, but for you, there is a level of peace that you have within. That cannot be explained. He said there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. He said that peace will guide your heart and your mind. Isaiah said one of his names is the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. Oh my God, can I speak into your life this evening? But adventure, you're being disturbed in your mind. You're being disturbed in your mind. There's so much turmoil going on in your mind right now. I command in the name of Jesus, peace be still. Oh, in your family, peace be still. In your finance, peace be still. In your job, peace be still. In your money, peace be still. In your career, peace be still. In your health, peace be still. In your family peace be still in the name of jesus oh glory to god he is the prince of peace then he said he will rule with fairness oh look at this he said his government and his peace will never end then he said he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor david for all eternity then he said the passionate commitment of the Lord Evans armies will make this happen. Now I'm reading from the NLT. Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 6 down to 7. I love this last part. He said the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. That means all these things that Isaiah have spoken about he said the Evans armies they are passionate about it and they are committed to it to ensure that it happens. Now, can you see that while I was going through even the book of Isaiah, I was able to talk about the New Testament, the things that happened in the New Testament to affirm the prophecy of, of, the, of the man of God, Isaiah, glory to God, just like John was saying in the book of Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, that the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness of Jesus. Isaiah spoke these words and the light of it shone all through the world. It was not there it was not a part of it. It was not even in his generation. But he spoke about the birth of Jesus. And I was trying to show us something on Sunday in Isaiah chapter 53. Glory to God. Don't forget that where we started this series from is Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. That the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness of Jesus. And we saw how men of old spoke severally. And all the things that they spoke about began to happen exactly as it was said. Exactly as it was said. Glory to God. 
Oh, no, oh, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> you see, when I read scriptures and I see some of these things, I get excited. You will find Jesus saying that the same way the bronze serpent was raised up in the wilderness, he said, so also shall the Son of Man be lifted up. Remember, I've been speaking to us consistently about how the whole of the Old Testament talks about one person, and that is Jesus. If you have not studied enough, you probably not notice it. You may read that story of what happened in the wilderness and feel like, okay, the children of Israel, you know, uh, they, they went against the law and there were snakes that came into the camp and started biting them and Moses went to seek the face of God and God said, okay, raise the bronze serpent in the midst of the camp and whosoever look will live. And you think that is all about the story. It's not just that event. But that event was a prophecy in itself that was going to, oh my God, that was talking about how Jesus was going to be crucified, how he also was going to be nailed to the cross, and he was going to be lifted up in Golgotha. Glory to God. And that's, oh my God, listen. And the same way the people were served in the wilderness by looking at the serpent. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, he shall be saved. Let me make it clear to you. When you look at that um, experience in the wilderness, where there were serpents in the camp, and uh, all the instruction they had was to look. There were snakes everywhere. Snakes. Poisonous snakes. Biting people everywhere. I remember my book of Bible story growing up as a child. I mean, I can still see that picture clearly. Of one woman being bitten by snake on her leg. And another woman holding her child. And the snake biting the child and both her. And she had to keep looking at that bronze serpent. You know, it was a cartoon character. In that, my book of Bible story. And she had to face her child's face. To look at... And you see... I don't know, maybe you understand what happened. That no matter the number of snakes that bite them, as long as they kept their eyes on that serpent that was on that cross, they were not going to die. Hey, you don't understand what I'm talking about. They were not going to die. No matter the number of snakes, no matter how poisonous that snake may be, as long as they kept their gaze on that serpent, they were going to be saved. So all they needed to do was to keep looking at that serpent. Glory to God. But you know, I think I preached this some years ago. That you find out that in that car, instead of some people looking at that cross, they will be looking for cutlass to kill snakes. Praise God. They will be looking for how to kill the snakes. Hi, snake is coming here. They kill it. Hey, another one at the back. They kill it. While all they needed to do was just focus on that cross. And no matter how many snakes were biting their legs, the poison was going to be neutralized by just that look. Oh, you don't understand me. Because a lot of people feel that our salvation is complicated. A lot of people feel, a lot of people, when the message of grace is being preached, a lot of people can't grasp it. They can't handle it. They don't understand it. They feel there's a lot of work to be done. There are things to be done. In the wilderness, they didn't need to do anything. The only thing they needed to do was to look at that cross and they will be saved. And can't you see what it was said in the Old Testament, I mean in the New Testament, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call upon his name, salvation is guaranteed. Salvation is sure. Salvation is not something you lose today, get tomorrow, lose tomorrow, get tomorrow, lose tomorrow, get tomorrow. And as a result of that, you are not even sure if rapture happens, maybe you are going or not. Are you following this? Now, if we Christians need to live that way, then what difference is it between a religion, as it were, and Islam. What's the difference between a, a Christianity and Hinduism and Buddhism? What's the difference? Because even in those other religions, they are not sure of their salvation. They have to do everything to ensure that they are saved. But in Christianity, oh my God, all 
all the work has been done for us. When Jesus hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. He was not joking. Are you following me? He was not playing. What he meant was that it is finished. Are you following this? We're not saved by works. We're saved unto good works. Never you forget that as a Christian. Glory to God. So, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Are you still following this? And on Sunday we read a very interesting scripture which Pastor Kunle later came up to read to us from the NLT. And, and I, I, feel like, I feel like just reading it again to us and rounding it up this evening then we'll continue on Sunday at the carol service and I'm telling you I'm seriously looking forward to everyone especially in our Lagos church glory to God it's going to be our second service and it's a carol service there's going to be a lot of singing of him there's going to be a lot of videos there's going to be a lot of fun there's going to be a lot of food also praise God we just want to celebrate and rejoice together hallelujah there's going to be a lot of food, a lot of celebration, a lot of drinks. We're going to have a nice time in God's presence. Hallelujah. But listen to me. Isaiah prophesied about his death. I mean, about his birth. And it happened several years down the line. And he didn't just talk about his birth. He also talked about his death. I mean, that, that just amazes me. It just amazes me. It prophesied and it happened. And remember I told us that anytime you're reading the book of the prophet, you're reading Isaiah, you're reading Micah, you're reading Lamentations, Ezekiel, Nahum, any of those prophets, glory to God, I told us that prophets are mouthpiece of God. When they speak, they're not speaking of themselves, <clears throat> they're not speaking their own words, they're speaking the words of God, or let me put it this way. They are speaking what God is instructing them to say. That's what happens. Glory to God. So, that Isaiah chapter 9 that we read, when Isaiah was saying unto us, a child is born, unto us a son is given, he was not, I mean, he, it's even possible that he himself does not even have an idea of what he was saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was saying what God was saying. And in the New Testament, when Peter was going to put it, Peter said that the men of old, they spoke and they wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. So every time you read from them, you're not reading their own words or their own thoughts. Are you following this? You're reading what God instructed them to say at that particular time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's what happened in Isaiah chapter 9 and also in Isaiah chapter 3. Now look at what Isaiah said. Don't forget that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. NLT put it this way. That the clear essence, the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness of Jesus. A clear witness that Jesus is real. A clear witness that our Lord is real. Glory to God. Look at what Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 53, I'll read from verse 1. The NLT, it makes it very clear. He said, who has believed our message? And to whom has the Lord revealed this powerful arm? He said, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in the guy ground. He said, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Now, at this point, I don't know, maybe you've ever read the book of Isaiah chapter 53 before. At this point, Isaiah was already talking about the place of the cross, what happened at Golgotha. He said there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. He said there was nothing that attracted us to him. Because on the cross, he was already battered and shattered on the cross. Glory to God. Some of his bones were being revealed as a result of the stripes that were laid on him. Glory to God. He said he was despised and rejected. He said he was a man of souls acquainted with deepest grief. He was, he was acquainted with deepest grief. Do you remember that on the cross of Calvary, he shouted, Eloi, 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 Lama Sabachthani. My father, my father, why are thou forsaking me? He was, he was in a deep grief on the cross. He said, 
we turned our backs on him and we looked the other way. He said he was despised and we did not care. Don't forget, Isaiah was just saying these things. He was prophesying these things. He was saying these things. He, oh my God, do you understand what I'm saying? Even he himself may not even have an accurate understanding of the things that he was saying. But he was talking about a man that was going to come. He was talking about a king that was going to come. Oh, that what this man was going to be the one that will save all of humanity from their shame, redeem them from every of their iniquity. That by the stripes that will be laid on him, we are all going to be made whole. Are you following this tonight? He said he was despised and we did not care. Look at verse 4. He said, yet it was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Did you see that? Our weaknesses and our sorrows weighed him down. He said, and we thought that his troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. Follow this. Look at verse 5. He said, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. Did you see that? Now, Isaiah was not at Golgotha. But here was a man that lived thousands of years ever before Jesus was battered. And he was describing what was going to happen at Golgotha. It was like a film was opened before him. And he was seeing the things that were going to happen years to come. He said it was a seed. He was being punished from God for his own sins. That ah, this man is a deep sinner. That's why he's being crucified. But the Bible says he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He said he was beaten so we could be whole. Hallelujah. <laughs> he was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. By stripes were made whole. Every stripes that was laid on Jesus, our healing was declared. Our wholeness was declared. He said, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. He said, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Oh my God, can you, I don't know, maybe you can picture this. That the clear essence, the clear, the essence of prophecy is to give clarity to the witness of Jesus, to the testimony of Jesus. A man standing and speaking many years before. Look at what he says in verse 7. He said, he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. You remember that, that story? As he went from the palace of Herod to the governor's house, Pilate, he didn't say a word. In fact, while in the palace of Herod, Herod said they should take him away. That, are you sure this is the person I heard about? They said, take him away. Because Jesus was not going to say a word. The only time he probably opened his mouth was when Pilate told him that, look, if you talk to me, I can find a way to ensure that you escape what is about to befall you. But remember what Jesus told him. That my life is not in your own hands. That of my own will, I laid down my life. And of my own will, I take it up again. And I'm sure Pilate must have looked at what manner of man is this? <laughs> Glory to God. And that was exactly what happened. Because he laid down his life. He could have, oh my God, he could have shown all the people what manner of man he was. When they hung on the cross and they said, if truly you are the son of God, he said, come down from the cross and we'll believe you. Listen to me. Jesus could do more than that. He could do more than coming down from the cross. But he chose to stay back. And he stayed back because of you and I. The Bible says that he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. And the reason why he never said a word is because of you and I. Now, let's go further in what Isaiah said. He said he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he said he did not open his mouth. He kept his mouth shut. All the while they drove him to Golgotha. His mouth was shut. Then in verse 8, he said he was unjustly condemned. He was led away. 
He said, no one cared that he died without descendant. Listen to me. You see, this is the place that touched me the most. He said, no one cared that he died without descendant. You do read it. How can a man of God be talking about things that are going to happen? Yes. To his time. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He said, no one cared. That this man that I'm seeing, don't forget Isaiah was seeing a vision. But no one cared that this man was going to die without descendants. He was going to die without having a child that will continue his generation. He said nobody cared. No wonder when Jesus came, he was not married. Because he was talked about him. Are you following me this morning, this evening? He said, no one cared that he died without descendant. Look at what he now said. He said that his life was cut short in midstream. His life was cut short in midstream. He was 33 and a half years by the time he died. Midstream without a descendant. Look at the accuracy of this prophecy. Then he went further. He said, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He was not punished for his own sins. He was punished for the sins of others. He said in verse 9, He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. He said, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Oh my God. I, I, I don't know maybe somebody seen this, seen this this evening. The clarity of the prophecy of the man called Isaiah. When Jesus died, they collected his body. And the Bible says he was buried in a rich man's tomb. Joseph of, of, of Arimathea. That was the, he was a rich man. Because in those days, what people do is that they, they dig their own grave. They make their own tomb way before they pass on. That's what they do. Way before they pass on, they do their own grave, they do everything so that they die. Then they say, This is where you marry. Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man, he had prepared the storm. When Jesus died, he requested for the body of Jesus, and they put Jesus in that rich mantle. Isaiah talked about it. Is this not amazing? He said he was buried like a criminal, he was put in a rich man's grave. He said, But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. And cause him grief. He said, Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. Mm. He said, And the Lord's plan will prosper. He said, He will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his heart. He said, When he sees that all is accomplished by anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. Did you see that? As a result of the death of this person that Isaiah has been talking about, he said, Many will be counted righteous. Oh, can't you see the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah? When he said, he who knew no sin, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, that he who knew no sin was made sin for us, that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We become righteous as a result of his death and his resurrection. Glory to God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Don't forget in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 as I round up tonight. He said, all of these words that Isaiah was saying, that the passionate commitment of the heaven's armies will ensure that these words come to pass. And I stand here tonight in closing of this sermon to say that every word of prophecy that has been spoken over your life, that the passionate commitment of heaven's armies will ensure that they will come to pass. Oh, how somebody saying a loud amen on the other side of this YouTube video. How somebody saying amen on the other side of this podcast audio. Oh, the passionate commitment of heaven's armies.
armies will ensure that every word of God declared over your life will come to pass. Every word of God concerning your life in year 2020 is coming to pass. Every word over your finance, every word over your health, every word over your relationship, every word over your ministry, every word over anything that concerns you that came from God, they are coming to pass. The passionate commitment of every army will ensure they come to pass. In the name of Jesus, it will come to pass. 2020 will not go without those words coming to pass. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. 2020 will not go without them coming to pass. Heaven and earth may pass away, but not a jot of his word. Well, every word will come to pass. 2020 will not go without that word coming to pass over your life. Receive that word. Receive the fulfillment of that word. In the name of Jesus, it's taking place in your life. It's taking place in your marriage. It's taking place in your academics. It's taking place in your ministry. It's taking place in your finance. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Oh, it's second place. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus is our king. Jesus is our king. Words were spoken about him. And he said, No, I come in the volume of the books to do thy will. 2020 will not go without you fulfilling every word that God has spoken over your life. It may look as if COVID-19 came and disrupted the plans of God for you. But listen to me. The remaining days in the year, they are too small for God to do what he has said he will do. So I want your faith to rise tonight and receive all that God has promised you in his word concerning year 2020. Oh, oh my God, receive your healing wherever you are. Receive your healing wherever you are. Receive your healing wherever you are. If you are sick, receive your healing right now. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Oh my God, that migraine is gone. That migraine is gone. That migraine is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. In the name of Jesus, that migraine is gone. In the name of Jesus. Oh, receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing tonight. Oh, there's going to be a divine connection for somebody. There's going to be a divine connection. You're going to be divinely connected. Before this year will round up, there will be a divine connection. It's going to be divine. It will amaze you. It's going to be divine. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Why don't you raise your hands wherever you are tonight? Oh, in Quality Church, raise your hands. Wherever you are, raise your hands to him. Raise your hands to him. What a mighty God will serve. What a mighty God will serve. Jesus is our king. Oh, he's our king. Jesus is king. Oh, Jesus is king. King over the earth. King over the heavens. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. Oh, why don't you take some time, the next one minute, and just pray in other tongues if you can. <clears throat> just pray in other tongues if you can. Oh, my God, I feel power. I feel power moving through the internet. Oh, there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. I feel power moving through the internet, reaching you where you are. Oh my God, speak in other tongues if you can. Take your healing. Take your miracle. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for that which you have done. Only you could have done this. Thank you for insight in your word. Holy Spirit, thank you for our eyes of understanding. Once more, it's been enlightened. Oh, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Thank you for every healing that has taken place tonight. Thank you for every divine connection taking place right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for the testimonies that are bound before year 2020 is over. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because people are receiving their miracles. People are receiving their testimony. People are receiving their miracles. People are receiving their testimonies. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
Oh, come on, why don't you go ahead and rejoice wherever you're watching this from. Oh, I know Quality Church is live right now. Go ahead, celebrate Jesus, give him praise, give him glory right there in that beautiful auditorium. Love the main family assembly in Quality. Give God a shout, give God a praise, give God all the glory. We're in the season where we're celebrating the birth of our king. Give him praise and glory forevermore. Hallelujah! Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow, what a wonderful time going through God's word this evening. I trust God that you have been so blessed and so transformed. And I know that your testimony is coming and is coming speedily. Before this year will round up, there's going to be a new song in your mouth hallelujah glory to god i'm going to give us an opportunity to give our offerings online right now the church account is going to be on the screen so if you're watching this feel free to go ahead and give your offering if you give us uh give your offering your offering helps us to do what we do helps us to preach the gospel of our lord jesus christ help us to reach out to people uh who are in need help our church members i mean do a whole lot of things that the gospel has instructed us to do so we want you to go ahead and give your offerings tonight we don't want you to just watch this service and say wow that was very very insightful and revelational and you just log out or you stop the video glory to god we want you to help us to continue to do what we do which is the preaching of the gospel of our lord jesus christ even unto the ends of the earth hallelujah so as you give your offerings tonight uh the church account is on the screen i pray just as paul prayed for that church that god will make all grace to abound towards you that you will have more than enough more than you ever require as you give all grace will abound towards you and you know what that means that means grace for marriage grace for academic excellence grace for health grace for i mean grace for everything where paul says all grace abound towards you that's what god will do as a result of you giving your offerings tonight god bless you thank you so much for being a part uh, of this broadcast on Sunday by 9 a.m. at Project R3, House 5, E-Close, 3rd Avenue in Festac. We're having a carol service and we would love to have you around. There's going to be a lot of eating, a lot of drinks for everybody. We're going to have fun in God's presence, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I can't wait to sing those Christmas carols you know all over again and just remember that unto us a child has been born and unto us a son has been given so we look forward to see you and your family uh, on sunday make sure you don't take breakfast when you're coming because there's going to be enough food for you um when you come around to join uh, our service 9 a.m is the time make sure you don't come late come in early on time we would love uh, to welcome you and in our Kure church and in our quality church will also love to welcome you and sure minister kiwumi can't wait to welcome you in our Kure church and pastor stanley okonkeye cannot wait to receive you in our quality church god bless you do have a wonderful evening may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore god bless you do have a wonderful night